Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast. My name is Monty Wooden. My guest today is Matteo Santoyemma, who works for as general manager for Ognisole. Ognisole is a winery in Puglia. Whereabouts in Puglia are you? Yeah, Puglia is. And where is Puglia? Where is Puglia? Yeah, my my, my father in law is in Puglia. Where is Puglia? Yeah, Puglia is in South Italy. Mm-hmm. It's on the east coast, mm-hmm. right? Adriatic so, coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Adriatic and Ionian, we have both. So in the seasides are two. It's really long. It's uh, 500 kilometers deep, 800 kilometers uh, coast. But there is also an inland in Puglia. So where we are. Which is called? Limurgia. Limurgia. Yes. That's where my father was from. Yeah. Minervino Murgia. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't believe. I promise you, yeah. It's, it's, Minervino. It's 15 kilometers far from us. Yeah. So what is, what do you call it the tavolier, the table? Why, why does it have that name, yeah. that particular part of Puglia? Yeah. It's, it's a particular part uh, between, uh, is uh, the, the center north of Puglia really flat it, it's a young uh, soil when you uh, say young how many millions yeah, of years it's, old it depends from 20,000 till 2 million years old it depends on areas and so really flat but it's it's not where we are exactly it's in the neighborhood right so where's so, the vineyard then so the vineyard is in Canosa di Puglia mm-hmm. that uh, is uh, an area called the Pedemurgiana area so which is the foot of the Murgia area yes the yes the foot and so we started with uh, 50 meters till 200 the 50 meters up to the level C. Limestone, okay. like soil. So what does the limestone soil do for the wines? And which grape varieties do you have? Oh, yeah. And normally when you think about Puglia, you think uh, about uh, Primitivo yep. and Obviously. Negramaro. Mm-hmm. First, we produce Primitivo in Gioia del Colle, which is an area 500 meters up to the level C, inorganic. But mainly, we produce Nero di Troia. Right. So tell us about um, yes. Nero di Troia. It's a great yeah. name, Nero di Troia. It's, uh, it's a the Nero black grape of Troy. Right. Exactly. There is a town in the neighborhood called Troia, but also there is a Greek culture in all over all over the Puglia, uh, which is uh, Troia. You know, so, so these maybe. are the Phoenician Greeks that arrived around about 600 BC. Is that right? Yeah, okay. about mm-hmm. from 1,000 depends. And Canosa very, was very well known in both in Greek and Latin culture, for example. So our town, which is Canosa di Puglia, was very well known for vasi vinari, What's so that mean? production and transfer in vasi in amphore mm-hmm. of the wines. All over the world, you find uh, vasi vinari from Canosa in London, and you, you search and you find it. So basically, the wine in the ancient period was was stored and transported in these vases. And obviously, when a ship sank or, or you know the wine was sold to another country, it was the vase remained and maybe got unburied, but was then excavated by an archaeologist. So we know how these wines travel, when they traveled, and where they were traveling to. Right? So right. it's a really historic wine. Yeah. 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 So you said you're organic. Yeah. Are you certified organic? Yeah, it's a... Because it's a, you work with Luca D'Atomo, if anybody that doesn't know, sorry to, he's a Tuscan-based analogist, but he's biodynamic, but he's, he's a scientist, so he's not like one of these people with his head up in the clouds. He's a very rational chap, so the fact that you're working with Luca, I would imagine you're working biodynamically and doing it properly, because he does it properly. Some people don't do biodynamics properly, but he really does. Is that right? Right, right. So what does that bring to the wine, then, this biodynamic, weirdy-beardy stuff? Yeah, it's, a, a, first of all, a biodynamic, as, a, as you know, because uh, I search you know, mm-hmm. it's a, an agricultural practice, first of all. And so we have to think about a lot of uh, patience and attention uh, in vineyard first, first of all, and respect about the uh, whole entire uh, entire uh, environment. 
so uh, we are really happy about the fact that in our neighborhood there is an environment that helps us in in do what we do. So is all your vines in one place then or not? Yeah, yeah. it's uh, that makes life easier, doesn't it, for biodynamics or organics? Yes, yeah. it's a it's a low anthropization, so you find uh, different culture. Mainly is oil, so olive oil, olive oil. In, our, in our neighborhood. So it's not intensive <laughs> agriculture practice. We own uh, 36 hectares and 11 are not a vineyard just to protect the, the biodiversity also in uh, in uh, our vineyard and winery so, so how much you got 36 hectares of land how much is vineyard and how much is olive and how much is, is forest or wild yes it's uh, 25 is uh, vineyard we have three hectares uh, olive trees and the rest is uh, pines and uh, Quercusilex, so, so oaks. Ever, evergreen oak. Yeah, yep. uh, both uh, Quercusilex and uh, Roberella is another another style of uh, Quercus. Uh, and the rest is uh, Timu. Timu. Oh, time. Yes, we have, uh, you know, Murge, like right. that. Yeah, because so. it loves that soil, doesn't yeah. it? Does that affect the wine, though, having thyme growing wild? Do you get a bit of flavour in that in some of the red wines or not? And the red wines, flavours particular, uh, maybe you feel that. Mm-hmm. The, the team and also the sapidity, also because the soil is sandy soil. Okay, so I'm going to ask you about these grape varieties again. So you have Primitivo, which um, yeah. is also called Zinfandel in the US. Yeah. Nero di Troia. Yes, yeah. correct. And then you have a Montepulciano, which is obviously well known from nearby Abruzzo. Correct. And, in the, and, bom- and for whites, you have Bombino Bianco. Yes, correct. And Moscato Bianco. So let's let's talk about the white wines first. So you have three white wine grape varieties, Moscato Bianco. Yes. Chardonnay and Bombino Bianco. So let's start with the Bombino Bianco. How do you make that? Is it a dry still wine or a sparkling wine? Uh, still. And uh, Typical flavours? Typical flavours. The nose is uh, Mediterranean vegetables. So even salvia, rosmarino, so just that's, a little um, bit. sage and rosemary. And the Chardonnay, how do you make that? Still or sparkling? Uh, still with the Bombino Bianco. And make blend a blend. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. with the Bombino Bianco. It's a dry white. And the Moscato Bianco? Moscato Bianco, it's just uh, 11 rows. So little okay. production. is uh, We call in our area Real Moscato. Because normally use it to produce Moscato di Trani, which is wheat, but we produce dry. Right, okay. So um, Trani is a local port, yeah. very pretty port. And so for the reds, um, you make a Gioia di Cori Primitivo, which is obviously a red. Yeah. We are not uh, yet uh, ready. We are producing. 2017 is this, the first vintage. Okay, and the Montepulciano, do, do you, for that red wine variety, do you make that as 100% varietal or do you blend that with a bit of Primitivo as well? We uh, Montepulciano, we have it with the Nero di Troia because normally Nero di Troia is high acidity, very good tannins, so the Montepulciano helps in balancing in the new vintages. That for us means three years before anyway. So, and that wine is called, the blend is called Brecciato. That brecciato, right? that's so it. What does what Brecciato mean? Is uh, Brecciato is a particular stone, that's a very nice uh, question, is a particular stone from Castel del Monte, which is a red stone because it's uh, full of uh, iron oxidation, right? And so the, the door of uh, Castel del Monte, around the door there is this stone called Brecciato. It's an idea of uh, belonging to uh, Terroir, which is Castel del Monte, which is our DOC. So Castel del Monte was a, or is, a amazing, an amazing town with an amazing castle, which is sort of hexagonal in shape, that was built by 
Frederick II, who was a hugely important person in Europe and in Puglia in particular. And if you go there, the reason he designed it as a hexagonal shape was it means it's very, very easy to defend and it's very hard to attack. He was a super bright guy, massively influential, very tolerant of religion, colour, sex and creed, which was quite unusual at the time. So that is why, uh, and obviously a super bright guy, and that's how he built this amazing palace, uh, fortress, Castel del Monte. I mean, how is tourism changing the face of Puglia? Because it's really on trend now, isn't it, Puglia? Yeah, it's it's on trend because it's uh, an area, of course, of the sea. It helps, uh, it helps a lot. But also people search masseria and authentic food. So what is a masseria? Masseria is a country house. It's a country house that uh, started from the medieval period till uh, until now still. And so it's a... Uh, it's a an house with the agriculture around. Yeah, so it's a, it's a it's a farmhouse in the centre of its own farm, and they're beautiful. They're normally like one story, aren't they? They're not like two two yeah. stories. It, it depends on areas. Mm-hmm. You find even fortified sometimes just for the attacks, because in, in some period there were. Yeah, because the sea is quite close. So people yeah. would land by sea and attack and try and steal stuff. And yeah, and so we had uh, so so many domination from Norman and Swabian. Yeah, know, we Fendi had the same problem with those bloody Normans. <laughs> yeah, they came and got us. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so, uh, and then after four hundred years of uh, Spanish culture, so we had to protect the coast. Okay, so and just briefly about the local food, uh, Puglia has some of the best food in Italy, uh, I think, uh, particularly the bread, has a very lovely bread made of durum wheat, uh, granuduro, which is uh, yeah. sort of a yellowy coloured bread, yeah. absolutely beautiful, full of flavour, and just driving around Puglia, I mean, in, in some respects it's like almost like a land that time forgot, and the countryside changes incredibly, you have these iron rich soils, these very dark red almost soils. Yeah. When you go down to it, and then you have the white soils, like the limestone soils. Then you have the inland area of Puglia, which is kind of, it's like, it's like another world, isn't it? It's almost like Mars, but with, with um, valleys where some of the grain is grown. That's a place to discover, isn't it? Yeah, it's a place to discover because it's very uh, different. You know, 500 kilometers deep is, is a lot with so many cultures. So in Salento, you, you want your own identity. So that's the southern part, the very hot part, isn't it? Yes, the right. Which is the peninsula in the peninsula, Italian peninsula. Yeah. So that's right. the net home of Negromaro. Yeah, variety. you find the Negromaro Vaedi uh, in uh, Main Salento and in the area of uh, Manduria you find the Primitivo as you find it in Gioia del Colle which is in the heart of Puglia. Mm-hmm. And after that there is Castel del Monte area, let's say, which is the center of Puglia, the Murge area, the, the hill, the, the highest uh, uh, part we have. And the north there is the Gargano and the, the Daunia, which is the, the horn we have in Puglia, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is uh, another particular area. And every one of these areas has its own culture, its own style of production, even wine. And, f- and, and food identity. Well. Food, yeah. food is, I think, the central part of Puglia, the, the area we are, is uh, very well known for indigenous herbs, vegetables, spontaneous, that you find. So there is a richness of that, even is that in the lampashone? kitchen. Lampashone. So what is a lampashone? What is one lampashone? Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, something like an onion that you find uh, in, uh, in the ground, the 15 uh, or 20 centimeters deep. And you use in different ways. It's a little bit bitter, so you not everybody likes yeah, that sort of style. Try and make it like um, to bring the sweetness out. You'd cook it um, in padella, no? In a yes. saucepan, you'd warm it up and heat it, and it goes um, 
it gets sort of sweeter, doesn't it? That, that bitterness yeah. tones down. It caramelizes yeah. a little bit. And sometimes. And what about your mozzarella so as well? You're very well known for mozzarella. Oh, wow, oh, wow. That's that's my town. So right. Joey del Colle, and also there is Andrea that produces mozzarella. Mozzarella style is a is a cheese, you know, very fresh Maybe. from cows. Yeah, so I produce it from cows. And there is a particularity now, this produce it with the Sierra Innesto. It means that you use a part of the production uh, you made the day before to the day after. Mm-hmm. So that that's it's like Levito Madre, right? Yeah, mo- like a mother yeast almost. Mother yeast. So it's In this case, it's a bacteria, I think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. So uh, the cows of that uh, this area of Murge are used for producing mozzarella and also other cheeses. Especially, we have something from sheep's because in Puglia we had, uh, you know, transumanza, especially the central area. Yes, my father used to do, used to mungere his milk. You know, my, my father-in-law used to go and, when he was eight, because he was dirt poor, didn't go to school, and, uh, you know, four in the morning or five in the morning, you have to get up and, and daddy mungere. Yes. The pecore, go yes. milk the, the sheep. Morning time, morning time, or during evening time. Minervino Mugge, for example, is one of the highest part. It comes from 500 to 600 meters up to the level C, and is where starts the Murge High Murge, Alta Murge. Alta Murge. And beautiful stones, because we have not to forget that Trani, which is with the Romanico style a lot. Uh, the, the, the church of San Nicola Pellegrino is white on the blue sea. It's uh, it's the stone are from that area. Yeah, the sea, the the, the colour of the sea there around the, on the Puglian coastline is also spectacular. So basically, I think we talk more about tourism and food than we have about wine. But uh, the winery is Onisole. Uh, we've been talking to Matteo Santoyemma, who's the director of the estate, and we talk about Puglia and Puglian food and Puglian wine and Puglian history. Puglia terroir. Yeah, and Puglia terroir. So it's an unmissable place, honestly, go there. And we, honestly, we, we should have talked more about the wines, but we haven't. Um, we just got really a bit sidetracked by the beauty of Puglia. So hopefully everybody listening enjoyed that. And if you don't believe us, go to Puglia. You can fly to Bari, you can go down to Salento, you can go to Manduria, you can go to the Murge, you can get lost in the forest, you can get lost in the, in the pastures. It's a fantastic place. Thanks for coming. Visit us. Thank you. Great, nice Thank one. You. Thanks a lot. Follow Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook and Instagram.